Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. On a Monday, and it's a Medal of Honor Monday, and I have 8,000 different directions I'm going to go tonight, so just bear with me, because you're about to get just blasted in the face by a lot of different things. Quick, Chris, grow up. First, Joe Biden, guns. Biden gets up today, makes a big announcement about guns and ghost guns and ATF nominees. We're going to talk about guns. Why the obsession with guns? You can't escape it. It's everywhere, right? What was it, just Friday Eric Adams came out? Guns! The problem in New York is guns! Joe Biden, the problem in America is guns. Guns? Hang on, we'll we'll get to that. COVID hypocrisy, is that what we're going to call it? Jen Psaki was asked a very direct question about why Kamala Harris didn't have a mask on and well here's how that went there was a photo as uh, jackie said and there there are moments when yeah she was human and uh she didn't have a fat mask on in a photo um but she has worn the mask and certainly that is what we want to convey to the american people why does this keep happening why do they keep getting caught without masks on we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about why Why parents are hesitant to squirt that vaccine into their kids. Why? I don't understand. The New York Times is very worried about that. We're going to talk about that. We even have a company that ran 
a Holocaust-themed advertising campaign. Shockingly, turned out to be unsuccessful. But we're not beginning any of those places. We're going to begin somewhere else. We're going to begin with the most dangerous thing happening in America today. And that's why we're going to begin with it. You see the Department of Homeland Security. Remember, this was created by Bush. And they now are this gigantic umbrella department that are over so many other departments. It's a very big, honestly, very horrible department. But the head of it is Mayorkas. And Mayorkas, he got up and he talked about white supremacists. And the most prominent um, threat is the threat of white supremacists. Okay. Why would I bring that up right now? What's that have to do with anything? If you actually read history, and I don't mean the history that's presented to you with all the garbage new stuff, I mean actual real history, which takes some time to sift through it, you will notice something that's pretty consistent. All communist regimes do this, so this is universal with communism. That's not surprising, but really anytime you get to a corrupted, disgusting, rotted regime, they do something. And it's odd because you can see example after example after example after example of this throughout history, and yet they all do the same thing. And this is what I'm talking about. They will get to a point where the corruption is obvious to everyone. Everyone can see, and even though they're in a bubble, they know everyone can see. There's a great Solzhenitsyn line, I believe, that's who came up with this line, is, is they're lying, we know they're lying, they know we know they're lying, but they're still lying. It's just one of those things, they're just, it's, everyone can see, right? Everyone with two eyes understands that your government, federal government specifically, is rotted to the core, broken, and corrupt. This is just known. Look at the things they throw in bills now. Just naked corruption. Naked government racism. Remember Joe Biden gets into office and promptly says, Hey, white people, you want some COVID loans? Get to the back of the line, whitey. Crazy Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. That, okay, the, the, the corruption is naked. I mean, I didn't even bring up the Clintons. Probably shouldn't bring up the word Hillary Clinton and naked. That's, that's not going anywhere well. But all right, get that out of your head, Chris. Back to what we were talking about. They all get to this point where the corruption is naked. It's in your face. But they all choose to deal with that problem the same way. And it's the wrong way. And it ends up costing them all their power in the end. You see, they get to this place where everything's corrupt. And instead of saying, okay, the country's collapsing. This government's going to collapse on itself. Even if I selfishly only care about me, I understand the clock is ticking. Let's have gigantic amounts of investigation and accountability. And let's make sure we get this squared away and clean out the garbage in here. That's the direction they all should take. But none of them do. They all go the same way. They all go the direction of A. Instead of accountability for us, let's find out who the people are who are angry with us in society. Let's find out which citizens are angriest with us. 
and let's simply attack them. Let's take all this government power we've acquired for ourselves. And no, we don't have to reform ourselves. We have to attack the people who are calling for us to reform ourselves. And then we'll be fine. Why have you heard so much of this, especially over the last five or six years where this has gone mainstream? And the most prominent um, threat is the threat of white supremacists. That's not just idiot DHS Secretary Mayorkas. This is a consistent theme. Media outlet after media outlet after. How many, how many New York Times would I have to go through, articles would I have to go through before I found the mention of white supremacy? Joe Biden talks about it endlessly. Eric Adams talks about it. Bill de Blasio, Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi, you name it. Prominent Democrat, prominent media figure. CNN, it's an endless loop of white supremacy here, white supremacy there. Why? Well, they're perfectly aware that white supremacy is not something that exists in any organized fashion in this country. None. The chances that you've ever met a white supremacist are almost zero. It just doesn't exist here. So why would you take something that doesn't exist here and intentionally make it a big thing? It's odd, isn't it? Why come up with this phantom menace of white supremacy? Why? Well, it has nothing to do with their fear of racism. It has nothing to do with them actually believing that white supremacy is on the rise. It has absolutely everything to do with the fact they have identified their political enemies. They have identified the people they think are most responsible for calling them out and they've decided to take the forces of the federal government and aim them at their enemies, just like every communist regime throughout history has done. If you haven't followed what happened in Michigan, you have been missing out. You see, we were told this, is, this happened right in the middle of the Joe Biden to Donald Trump presidency, the presidential election, you were told over and over and over again about all this dangerous white supremacy and white supremacy. And then you were told out of the blue, hey, these, these guys, they attacked. They were, they were getting ready to kidnap and kill the governor of Michigan. Whoa, this white supremacy thing must be real. It was headlines everywhere. You remember. We just had two guys acquitted. Two guys who were on trial for all that. Do you know why they were acquitted? It's really, really important you know why. This is really important you know why. Uh, Jesse, I don't care about Michigan. Focus. It's really important you know why. Do you know why they were acquitted? Because the Federal Bureau of Investigation took a few dudes who were sitting around getting hammered and smoking the devil's lettuce, and they mentioned some small government things and how corrupt the government was, and the FBI pounced on it organized, designed, and paid for a plot to attack the governor of Michigan and then acted like this was an organized white supremacist group that was all about overthrowing the government. You should be a lot more concerned with this than you are. And the most prominent um, threat is the threat of white supremacists. They are busy turning the guns of the federal government against you. 
And if you think to yourself right now, Jesse, I'm not worried about that. I'm not, I'm not going down. I haven't planned anything. I haven't talked about anything. They can make you a government overthrower, an enemy of the state. They can do it without a second thought, and you don't have to give them any ammunition for them to do it. The most dangerous thing happening in the country right now, it is not the border. It is not even the economy. That's not what's happening in Ukraine. The most dangerous thing happening in the United States of America, well, the Western governments, period, is Western governments turning their guns on their own citizens and declaring them to be the enemy to cover up for their own corruption. Keep your eyes on this. Do you want to hear the most jaw-dropping piece of audio you've ever heard in your entire life? It's a little long. I'm going to play it for you. In just a second. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Medal of Honor Monday coming up 45 minutes from now. Joe Biden talking today. This is not the audio I promised you, by the way. I'll get to that in a second. But Joe Biden talking today about guns and ghost guns. The United States Department of Justice is making it illegal for a business to manufacture one of these kits without a serial number. Illegal. Illegal for a licensed gun dealer to sell them without a background check. Starting today, weapons like the one used in Saugus High School and to ambush deputies with us that are here with us today are being treated like the deadly firearms they are. And if somebody sells a ghost gun to a federally licensed dealer, for example, a pawn shop, that dealer must make the firearm and mark it with a serial number before reselling it. All of a sudden, it's no longer a ghost. It has a return address. Okay, what does any of that mean? Well, one, Joe Biden doesn't know what it means. Two, why do Democrats actually talk about guns all the time it's endless right it doesn't matter which democrat pick it president joe biden nancy pelosi aoc they all talk about it endlessly guns guns why are they obsessed with guns is it crime they're worried about oh i'm going to talk to you about that here in just a little bit so we still have to talk about guns we have to talk about culture we have to talk about the vaccines the new york times is totally confused why parents want the vaccines but or why parents don't want to give the vaccines to their kids, but I promised you the most jaw-dropping piece of audio yet. I talk a lot about the World Economic Forum on this show because it is very real. They are very open about what they want. This is that massive worldwide organization that has penetrated the cabinets. Remember, that's what they said of so many administrations across the globe. They are pushing for global communism. And what do we talk about when we talk about communism all the time? What do we call it? A religion of destruction and domination and how it's killed so many people because it's anti-human. Communism itself has managed to murder. You realize it's only about 100 years old. The body count is staggering for 100 in 100 years. They've murdered that many people. How does that happen? Well, the W.E.F., One of their big higher-ups is a guy by the name of Yuval Noah. He's apparently a doctor. This is a little bit long, and I want you to understand, I'm going to play for you the whole thing, and it is really critical for you to listen to what they say 
hear it and absorb it and understand how your enemy thinks because this is how they all think about humans. In the industrial revolution of the 19th century, what humanity basically learned to produce was all kinds of stuff like textiles and shoes and weapons and, and vehicles. And this was enough for very few countries that underwent the revolution fast enough to subjugate everybody else. What we're talking about now is like a second industrial revolution, but the product this time will not be textiles or machines or vehicles or even weapons. The product this time will be humans themselves. We are based Humans themselves. Oh, I'm not done yet. Just hang on, hang on. You, you heard what he said. The last industrial revolution gave us textiles and guns. And, and then a few countries managed to get those first and subjugate everybody. Of course, he's talking about America. Let's keep that in mind. But the new industrial revolution will be humans. Are you interested? Turn up the radio and listen to how your enemy thinks. Basically learning to produce bodies and minds. Bodies and minds are going to be, the, I think, the two main products of the next wave of all these uh, uh, changes. And if there is a gap between those that know to produce bodies and minds and those that do not, then this is far greater than anything we saw before in, in history. And this time, if you're not part of the revolution fast enough, then you probably become, become extinct. Once you know how to produce bodies and brains and minds, so cheap labor in Africa or South Asia or wherever, it, it simply counts for nothing. And again, I think that the biggest question in, in maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades will be what to do with all these useless people. I don't think we have an economic model to, for that. My best guess, which is just a guess, is that uh, food will not be a problem. Uh, with that kind of technology, you will... What to do... With all the, what was that word he used, Chris? Useless people? The biggest question will be what to do with the useless people. Now, let me ask you something. This is a question only you can answer. I want you to think about your values. What you think is right and wrong. Your religious values, your views on family, country. Now, I want you to answer me this. Do you think Dr. Yuval Noah, if he was given a list of your values, do you think he would consider you to be useful or useless? And knowing that he does not value your individual God-breathed soul, what do you think the next step would be if he analyzed you and decided you were useless. Well, you see, you don't have to guess. You have to know. And this is going to this is going to come back to Joe Biden talking about guns. This is going to come back to I'm about to talk about culture again and kids. This is going to come back to talking about actually the vaccine and the New York Times. You in order to be prepared for what we are facing right now have to accept a brutal truth people don't want to say because the acknowledgement of this truth is simply too much for many people to bear. And that truth is this. They want you to die. They do. 
And I know that sounds extreme and oh my goodness, that's too much. What is this hyperbole? That can- They want you to die. They do. You are viewed as being in the way. And until we accept that they are all in, they, they it doesn't matter how you view it. It doesn't matter at all. Accept it or don't accept it. They view it as a life or death struggle. Remember, it is religious to them. They view it like a religion and they are devout. And the truth is, heretics get burned in religions, period, and always have. Either you are serving the God or we've got a stake and some kindling wood with your name on it. You want to know how this ties into guns? I'm about to tell you in just a second. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, 
and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, I love Mondays. Oh, no. Chris, I just became that guy. Oh, I just became that guy. Do you remember there used to be, I forget who ran the ad, it used to be a commercial where some guy would say, look at those numbers. It's only Monday, baby. And everyone in the office what everyone in the office wanted to strangle him. I just became that guy. Look, I got excited because we have Medal of Honor Monday coming 30 minutes from now. We get to talk about guns, death, culture, vaccines. It's, it's, a, it's an embarrassment of riches for me tonight. So I looked down and I got excited. Everyone else? They're on the way home right now, and they're thinking, oh, my gosh, we've got a whole week ahead of us, and I just became that person. Dang it. You know what we need? You know what we need? I know it's early. I don't care. Don't rub your head, Chris. I am the Frito Bandito. I like Fritos corn chips. I love them. I do. I want Fritos corn <laughs> chips. I'll get them from you. Oh, I am the Dag I already feel better. See? See, now everyone's with me. Good. Now let's talk about how they want you dead. If you wouldn't mind, Chris, I want you to play audio from Joe Biden again from today. He was announcing the, the dangerous ghost guns, and, and he was announcing this new ATF nominee who's a radical nut job, and I'm going to explain two things about why you see what you see when it comes to guns and Democrats. The United States Department of Justice is making it illegal for a business to manufacture one of these kits without a serial number. Illegal. Illegal for a licensed gun dealer to sell them without a background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we got it. Joe Biden's an idiot. Okay. And then he announced also there's this new ATF nominee. You know, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, the department that should never exist. And they announced a man, Steve Dettelbeck. He's a former U.S. attorney from Ohio. He is going to, well, they're going to try to make him head up the ATF. Remember, Joe Biden put up an ATF nominee before. And he got run out of town because it turned out he was some kind of radical anti-gun nut job. Well, this guy's just as bad. I mean, he's just he's terrible. Two things. One, why do they talk about guns all the time? In the weirdest ways, right? Ways that don't make sense. And because they don't make sense, they frustrate you. Remember we had that mass shooting in Sacramento last week and Joe Biden, while the bodies were still warm, immediately came out and said, guns are the problem. And I don't want to just pick on Joe Biden. I don't want to just pick on Joe Biden. Eric Adams gets elected mayor of New York City, and he's immediately told, uh, you better address the crime problem. And instead of keeping criminals in jail or anything like that, he gets in and blames guns. It's these guns, the out-of-town guns, 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 guns. And then when you hear these things, you say, what's Joe Biden talking about? That's not true. And what you'll do, this is perfectly natural, human nature, you'll do this. You'll start citing statistics. 
Well, what are they talking about? Why would they ban guns? Guns are already banned in New York, and that's where the crime is. Don't you guys know the numbers? Can't you guys read? Don't you know that the places with the most guns have the, less, have the least amount of violent crime? What? You'll start citing what? Facts and truth and statistics. And you'll start holding those things up in their faces and say, what, can't you read? Joe Biden, uh, Eric Adams, can't you read? Look at the stats. That's what you do. I've done it. I'm not pointing. I'm not making funny. It's what you do. But we're making a terrible mistake when we do that. Back to what we've already discussed on the show. We're making a terrible mistake. Look, as stupid as Democrats are and as insane as communists are, they can read. They know. When you point to the statistics and you say, hey, um, I know there was a mass shooting in Sacramento. Uh, California is a horrible anti-gun state and Sacramento is an anti-gun town. What do gun laws have anything to do with it? You point that out and you expect them to what? Acknowledge it or just kind of shrink away. Well, man, I guess he's right. The facts are on his side, but they don't. Why? Listen, they know the things you know. They know the statistics. They know the facts. They know the truth. Where you have made a mistake, and I've made these mistakes in the past too, is thinking that they somehow actually care about crime or gun violence or whatever they're calling it today. Democrats love crime. Communists are well known to set criminals loose, especially early on in their revolution phase, to cause more death and chaos in a society because they need death and chaos to grab, grab power. They know about crime. They know the truth about gun violence. They know. These people want more gun control because they want the freedom to kill you if they have to. And we don't have to, we always feel the need to dance around this basic truth that's obvious to everyone. They want to disarm law-abiding gun owners. This won't disarm the criminals. It'll disarm me. Yeah. They know. They know the criminal is either going to vote Democrat or not vote at all. They would like the freedom to hurt you if you don't comply and do what you're told. I know it's dark. I know it's ugly, but we have got to start being grown-ups and acknowledging reality. They want the freedom to hurt you. They have always understood Americans being by far the most armed country in the world is a permanent impediment to what they want to do. They need full control. They need a monopoly on power. They need the freedom if they want to do to you what they're doing to the people in Shanghai right now. They took a city of 26 million people and locked them all in apartments. There are now food riots. How could they do that? We have families in there in apartments in China saying, please, my son's starving. And there's a government agent in the road saying, nope, don't you dare leave. How long would that government agent be around in your neighborhood? Not very, right? Because you're not going to let your kids starve to death. You've got to save your family. But they know. They want the freedom to hurt you and or just flat out kill you if you don't comply. Every single time you see communists, Democrats in this country, dive on a gun, gun incident, a gun shooting, a mass shooting, whatever you want to call it. Every single time you see one of them jump on this, 
It's because they want the freedom to hurt you. Believe me, we've talked about this before. I think we talked about it on Friday. We talked about this before, how they look at a map and they see how blood red the gun owning rural America is and they hate it. They despise it. They're after it. All right, that's enough of that because there is a second reason for this. Why why would Joe Biden do gun control and name another communist as the head of the ATF? That that doesn't sound right. Isn't that suicidal? I'm going to explain why he did that in first in just a second, but I did want to play you something from today because it's really important. This was Jen Psaki. So because of the actions we've taken to address uh, Putin, the Putin price hike, we are in a better place than we were last month. Um, but... We expect March CPA, CPI headline inflation to be extraordinarily elevated due to Putin's price hike. And we expect a large difference between core and headline inflation reflecting the global disruptions in energy and food markets. So core infl- inflation doesn't include energy and food prices. Uh, headline inflation does. And, of course, we know that core inflation, you know, energy, the impact of energy, of course, on oil prices. Gas- okay, yeah, that's a, bu- that's, that's a bunch of words that say uh, inflation's bad. It's about to get a lot worse. And of course, they have to Putin price hike it because everything has to be messaging. Nothing can actually be helping people. Uh, Do you have any gold yet from Oxford Gold Group? Do you have any gold yet from Oxford Gold Group? The Biden administration is now admitting on camera that you're about to get crushed by inflation. There's nothing you can do to stop that. All you can do is make preparations. Call 833-995-GOLD and tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. Do not get caught without anything in your hands of tangible value. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They are so laid back and easy. They will deliver gold to your front door. All right. The second reason why... Why is Joe Biden going all in, going so radical right now? We'll discuss that in just a second. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, gosh, I can't wait to this story. Headline in the New York Post. EasyJet apologizes for Holocaust-themed ad? What in the world were you thinking? (laughs) Oh, it's going to be so good. We're going to get to that. We have some Donald Trump news. People are really angry with Donald Trump for an endorsement. We're going to address that head-on here shortly. We have Medal of Honor Monday coming up in 10 minutes from now. We still have to talk about culture. I'm going to get to that here in just a second and much more. But to finish my thought. One more thought on guns. Why the timing? Why would Joe Biden come out now when there's so much outrage at Democrats? There's so much inflation, the border influx, all this, all this gay LGBTQ push from the left that is starting to turn people off. Why come out today and take a radical step that's going to alienate at least half the country? Joe Biden announces a new gun regulation and announces there's a new, more radical ATF nominee. Why? Well, yes, as I already said, it's because they want the freedom to hurt you. 
They hate that you're able to defend yourself, but there's a second reason. We talked about this before, and you're going to have to get used to this because it's going to be a long, what is it, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. I just did that. I did that live on the air, Chris. Did the math on my fingers on the air. It's going to be a long seven months. Get used to radicalism, and this is why they're doing it. Right now, remember, they look at everybody because nobody's an individual human. They don't actually, there's no care. There's no empathy. There's no sympathy. They don't care about anyone getting crushed here or there. People are only numbers to communists. Always. They always have been. You're simply a number. You're useful or you're useless. You remember what that WEF guy said here in the, just, just a little bit ago. What they've done is they've divided society up by race and sex and age and education level and whatnot. And they have decided these people over here, this group and this group and this group and this group, these are our friends. And this group and this group and this group and this group over here, these are our enemies. They understand due to the unpopularity of Joe Biden and American communism in general, they understand full well they're going to get massacred in the midterms. They understand that. But remember, the communist... He doesn't have a stop function. He doesn't have really a slow down function. He's going to run as fast and hard as he can, no matter what. Sometimes he gets slowed down. Sometimes he may even get stopped. But that's not that's not because his legs stop moving. He's trying. They because it's their religion, they don't ever set it aside. Do you have a moment where you wake up in the morning and set aside your God? No. Neither do they. So because slowing down and moderating isn't an option, they're going to take the other option, and the other option is simply turn out the base. Turn out a voting base that is uniquely motivated. So they're going to do all kinds of things that seem odd to you because if you were in charge of the Democratic Party right now, you would bang everyone's heads together and pull them in a room and say, okay, You communists, shut up. You communists, shut up. You don't ever get to talk again. We're getting crushed at the midterms. We're going to become some blue dog, moderate Democratic Party. In the very least, we're going to lie to people and look like we're getting our our stuff back in order. But that's because you're a sane person and not a communist. The communist doesn't think in those terms. Instead, he since he can't do that, He's going to go all in, and they're going to try to super serve their base in every possible way so they will be motivated and fired up to get to the polls in November. When you understand everything is political to these people, nothing's about people, nothing's about helping, everything's about power, then you understand their real motivations behind all of it. I mean, look, again, I'm going to play this for you again like I did earlier in the show. Because I want you to listen. I want you to listen to how they look at you. And understand that Joe Biden, Jen Psaki, Jill Biden, Dome, they all think like this. All our cultural leaders, not just politicians, all our cultural leaders now think like this guy. This is how they think about human beings. In the Industrial Revolution of the 19th century, what humanity basically learned to produce was all kinds of stuff like textiles and shoes and weapons and and vehicles. And this was enough for very few countries 
that underwent the revolution fast enough to subjugate everybody else. What we're talking about now is like a second industrial revolution, but the product this time will not be textiles or machines or vehicles or even weapons. The product this time will be humans themselves. We are basically learning to produce bodies and minds. Bodies and minds are going to be, I think, the two main products of the next wave of all these uh, uh, changes. And... Pay attention. This is the important part. If there is a gap between those that know to produce bodies and minds and those that do not, then this is far greater than anything we saw before in, in history. And this time, if you're not part of the revolution fast enough, then you probably become, become extinct. Once you know how to produce bodies and brains and minds, so cheap labor in Africa or South Asia or wherever, it, it simply counts for nothing. Again, I think that the biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades, will be what to do with all these useless people. Useless people. Hang on, I'm going to let him finish here, but the real question will be what to do with all the useless people. Your government thinks the same way about you. I don't think we have an economic model to, for that. My best guess, which is just a guess, is that... Uh, food will not be a problem. Uh, with th that kind of technology, you will be able to produce food for, to feed everybody. The problem is more uh, boredom and how, what to do with them and how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games. Did you hear what that guy just said? Not only do they have to figure out how to deal with useless people, they have to figure out what to do with you once you have become just a melancholy, useless cog in the wheel. You're just, you're just, you're just a battery plugged into the matrix. And look, hey, this guy, hey, he's getting restless over here with his listless existence. What do we need? Let's get him some drugs and some video games. Hey, hey, Bob, bring in the heroin. This guy over here is upset. He, he's too bored with life. When you understand how your cultural leaders think, you can be better prepared to take them on. And by the way, this is exactly why I talk so loudly about chalk all the time. C-H-O-Q. They want you weak. They want you unthinking. They want you sitting around bored as testosterone levels drop off the cliff in the West. C-H-O-Q, Chuck, they want to stop it. They have a male vitality stack out there. Not a bunch of drugs and filth to put in your body. All natural supplements with U.S. manufacturing. And this is a company, they actually love this country. This company, the guys that run Chalk, they reached out to me and said, Hey, Jesse, we've got to do something about testosterone levels or these communists are going to kill us all. Go get a male vitality stack right now for 30% off at choq.com with the code JESSE. choq.com, all natural, U.S. manufacturing. Use the code JESSE for 30% off. All right, that's enough of that. It's time to do Medal of Honor Monday next. And it's time to have a very difficult talk about how we failed at culture. Why we failed at culture. Hang on. Mama, let me be.
Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Burna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and search the armstrong and getty show to start listening i'm hannah storm and my new podcast nba dna with hannah storm chronicles my six decades in professional basketball from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports tv's first female broadcasters Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.